traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. Steve Moore here. Thanks so much for listening to the More Money Show on 77 Talk Radio WABC. I've said it many, many times. This is the greatest talk radio station in America. If you want uh, information about what's really going on in this country with our economy, with finances, uh, with politics, uh, I uh, want to tip my hat and salute my good friend, uh, John Katsimides, who is the owner of this great radio station and, and has really given me the opportunity to do the show. I love it. It's the highlight of my week to talk to you all every, uh, every one o'clock on Saturday and at four o'clock on Sunday for more money, where we talk about politics and the economy. Um, I hope everybody had a great, 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 great and holy and happy uh, Thanksgiving. This is a great, great country, and um, it's my favorite time of the year. It's just my favorite time of the year. I love this period uh, where we give thanks to all the wonderful things we have in this country. And I'm sorry, I do not believe this, um, that America is a systemically racist country. I do not believe that we are flawed. We have flaws. Every we have, We're human beings. We all have flaws. But I say this every week. We are the greatest country in the history of the planet. Everyone in the world wants to come here to the U.S. of A. because we are a land of opportunity, a land of freedom, a land of free enterprise, and a land of liberty where we have limited government. That's what our constitution is all about, that, that we have a government that, uh, that uh, ensures our national security and, uh, and builds the roads and, and makes sure that we have good schools. But we don't need government involved in every nook and cranny of our businesses. We want to get the government in, frankly, the hell out of the way. <laughs> and that brings me to my short sermon this morning, uh, I mean, this afternoon. And incidentally, <clears throat> before I forget, I will be taking your calls in about a half hour. I, my favorite part of the show is listening to what you have to say. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. I don't care if you agree with me or not. I'd love to hear from my friends who are Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals. Uh, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I, I want to hear it. I want to hear what you disagree with. And, and I will be respectful of your opinion, I promise. <clears throat> um, so, let us uh, get into what is going on right now uh, and the big debate that is going to go on, I believe, through Christmas and maybe even New Year's and maybe even bleed into 2022, which is what is going to happen with what I believe is the worst spending bill maybe in the history of the United States that has uh, passed the House of Representatives. Uh, it passed back a week ago Friday uh, by, I think, like three or four votes where 220 Democrats out of 221 voted for a three to four trillion dollar debt bomb bill that is um, so dangerous to our country. And I want to 
tell you folks that this is bad for small businesses. It's a war on small businesses. It's a war on American energy. It's a war on uh, taxpayers who uh, pay their taxes. We're now going to see, you know, uh, every year their tax returns are going to be audited by the IRS because the left thinks that's how they're going to get more and more money out of us, keep auditing us. Um, And I want to remind you all of just, I I know I've talked about this in weeks past, uh, so, but it's repetition is important. I want you all to know how horrific this bill is. And so I'm just going to repeat some of the things that I've said in past weeks so that you know that this bill has got to be stopped. It will, it will be an assault on American prosperity. It will make inflation much, much worse. It will hurt our small businesses. It will hurt our energy sector. So let's get right down to it. Let's, let, let's talk about some of the worst features of this. First, they're lying to you. The Congress and the media is lying to you about this bill in terms of how much it's going to cost. Here is what they're doing. And, and you just can't make this stuff up. They are using five years of revenue you know, so they're saying, okay, we, here's the, uh, I'm sorry, five years of the spending, and then they're counting 10 years of the revenue. Now, that's like saying, you know, business is profitable because, you know, their, their spending over six months was less than their, uh, than their revenue for um, a year. <laughs> well, if you want to do your accounting that way, any company can look profitable. In other words, what I'm saying is they're cooking the books, folks, to borrow a phrase from, Donald Trump, they are using false accounting, false bookkeeping to make this bill to pretend that it pays for himself. You've heard Joe Biden say, it's free. It's not going to cost anything. That's ridiculous. This bill will cost trillions of dollars in debt. It will raise taxes. And I'll say this. If any CEO of a small business or big business tried to do accounting the way that our Congress does accounting, they would throw every one of these people in jail. This is financial fraud that they're trying to impose on us by saying, oh, it's all paid for. It's going to be free. It's not going to cost you anything. It's not going to raise the penny one penny. That's what Joe Biden says. That's just a flat outright lie. It is going to explode the debt deficit. It's going to raise taxes on people. I love how they say, by the way, it's free. It's all paid for. Well, where do we get the money to pay for it? Oh, yeah, that comes out of the wallets of of taxpayers. Oh, no, no, no. But only the millionaires and billionaires are going to pay the tax. No. No, actually, millionaires and billionaires in states like New Jersey and New York actually get a tax break. They actually pay less taxes under this bill because they bring back all of these deductions and loopholes. So that's point number one. It's financial fraud. Point number two, we will have the highest tax rates in the world, at least among all the major countries we compete with, China, Japan, Germany, Italy, Spain. Mexico, uh, you know, all the European countries, the Australia, all of those countries will have lower tax rates than the United States. And I don't understand the logic of that, folks. If you want to put America first, you want to have America with some of the lowest taxes in the world, not the highest taxes in the world. How in the world is that fair to anybody? It's going to cost jobs. Small businesses are the ones that are going to bear most of the weight of these higher taxes, incidentally. And 60% of the jobs in this country come from small businessmen and women who create companies that are successful and make a profit. God forbid that a company should make a profit. Any of you who are listening to the show who run your own company, uh, you know that you can only run a company if it makes a profit. Uh, and so, uh, so this idea that America is going to have tax rates of 55 to 60% 
is outrageous. I think we should have a 20 to 25% flat rate income tax. Everybody pays their fair share. Get rid of the deductions and loopholes. I want to make another couple points, and I don't have a lot of time here. I, I, I could go on probably for two hours talking about the hor- horrific features of this bill. But here's another one. Do you think, ladies and gentlemen, that the United States should hire 80,000 new IRS agents? That's almost, it's, it's roughly like the filling the Yankee Stadium with, IRS, with new IRS agents. That's how many people they want to hire. That, they want to double the IRS budget. You're going to have IRS agents in your living room, folks. I mean, this is outrageous. We should have a simple system. Our whole system of taxation is based on voluntary compliance. People, if they think the system is fair and equitable and sound, people will pay their taxes. This idea that we're going to go through every financial record of Americans is Orwellian, in my opinion. So we've got to stop that. Uh, A few other points that I'd like to highlight. The war on energy. Folks, the United States of America has more oil, gas, coal, nuclear power, all this stuff than any other country in the world. We have more of it than any other country in the world. There is no reason that we should have to be importing oil uh, and gas from places like Russia and Saudi Arabia and Iran and Venezuela. It's outrageous. OPEC, we should break the back of OPEC. Trump did that, by the way. We were energy independent at the end of 2020. The, year, the month he left office, we were completely energy independent. Now we have to import all of this oil and gas. This climate change fanaticism in this bill, which, by the way, is 2,492 pages long, is a, an assault on American energy security and an assault on American energy independence. And I find that to be highly troubling. Another point. We all, as Americans, believe in the idea of a safety net. If someone falls, uh, you know, down on, or you know, they fall on some bad luck, all of us—that happens to all of us. If you've never had a bad streak in your life, you're a, you're very well blessed. I have, and I've I've been very lucky in my life. But there have been times in my life I stumbled, I've lost jobs, you know, I've lost income, uh, you know, I need support from family and friends and church. And, and yes, even sometimes we need depend, we need support from government. Hopefully that's the last resort. But now we've moved towards a system. By the way, when that support comes, it's supposed to be to give the person a hand up, to give them, to help them up so they can become energy, can become independent again and financially independent so they don't have to rely on friends and family and church and government. Under this new bill, there are billions and hundreds of billions of dollars of new welfare programs, and it doesn't require anything in exchange. No work requirements, no skills requirements, no training requirements, no school requirements, no, uh, no time limits. We're just going to dole out money to people, and that is terrible, terrible for the country, but it's also terrible for the people that you're trying to help. You know, my mom, my dear old mom, who died uh, two years ago at the age of 93, I think she was, she had a very simple words of wisdom. She said, never do something for someone that they can do for themselves. And that is so true. You're not actually helping someone when you do something for them that they can do for themselves. And that's what government is doing. And that's why we don't have enough workers in America today. We got 11 million job openings, folks, because we are not requiring people to work. We're paying people not to work. 
That's just skimming the surface of this terrible bill. My buddy Larry Kudlow, who's on before me on this great station, says it very well. If we're going to, we can save our country by killing this bill. We cannot borrow and spend and tax our way to prosperity. We need limited government, free enterprise, freedom, growth, profits small businesses, energy independence. That's my message. I'm sticking with it. Okay, folks, uh, we're going to take a short break. And then my friends who I call uh, Citizens Payne, uh, P-A-Y-N-E, uh, Ryan Payne, will be talking to you about the financial update. And then I'll be back in about 20 minutes, and I'll be taking your calls about whether you think we should pass this horrible bill. So uh, stick right with us. This is More Money. We'll be right back. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. This is Ryan Payne filling in for Bob with this week's market update. Stocks, oil, cryptocurrencies, bond yields, markets dropped precipitously on Friday in light of renewed COVID fears over a new variant found in South Africa. Scientists fear this new variant could have increased resistance to vaccines as investors fret over the impact a new strain of the virus could have on the global economy. Will we see more lockdowns and restrictions hindering the pace of economic activity around the world? Not surprising, travel-related stocks were hit hard on Friday as shares of Carnival Corp, Royal Caribbean, United Airlines, Delta Airlines, and American Airlines plummeted. However, it's important to stress that very little is known at this point about this new variant, and Friday's selling was on a very illiquid and shortened trading day, as many traders and investors were working off their Thanksgiving feasts. Meanwhile, yesterday was also the unofficial kickoff of the holiday shopping season, as Black Friday is a great reminder that Americans love to spend, and the U.S. consumer looks very healthy going into this year's holiday season. As retail executives have spoken in recent weeks about how they are successfully managing supply chain issues and inflation. In other news, Jerome Powell is renominated for a second term as the red. Oh my God. <laughs> Here we go. In other news, Jerome Powell is renominated for a second term as Federal Reserve Chairman, creating more certainty around monetary policy. And as we know, markets love certainty. So despite Friday's sell off, the underlying fundamentals of the U.S. economy still look solid as we move into the final weeks of the year, a period typically strong for markets with the so-called Santa Claus rally, usually creating a happy holiday for Wall Street. So if you want to make sure your portfolio is positioned to win as we navigate through these unprecedented times, give us a call or text at 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving holiday with their family and friends. We are grateful to be able to share our thoughts every week with you. From our family to yours, have a very relaxing and happy Thanksgiving weekend. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hey, it's Ryan Payne, Bob Payne on more money this morning from Payne Capital Management and Bob. Man, oh man! You know it's kind of a light week here. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, um, but a lot going on in Wall Street, and we have Jay Powell. He's been renominated as a Fed chair, and I think the most interesting thing if we had to pick anything in the financial markets this week is interest rates. Just like we told you, Bob, are starting to go higher. Right? Who would have thought that the chairman of the Federal Reserve 
would actually have some kind of political influence on how he makes his decisions. <laughs> I mean, suddenly uh, he's now reappointed for another, what, three, four years, um, and interest rates are starting to go up. Perhaps things have changed. I think things have changed a lot. And, you know, what we've seen is we talk about inflation every single week. And with our clients, you know, with the billion dollars or so we manage at our firm paying capital management, you know, we're always looking at what can go wrong or what's going to happen here that we got to make adjustments in our portfolio. And, you know, we've seen high inflation, but we haven't seen those interest rates move up with inflation. Now you're starting to see that almost as kind of a lag here. Well, I think a lot of uh, investors, a lot of you think that the Federal Reserve might be behind the curve, right? They're taking their time and tapering their bond purchases. They're not going to raise interest rates till sometime next year. But, you know, the funny thing about inflation is it's not just, you know, non-financial news now. It's uh, or not, not just financial news. The non-financial newspapers are carrying inflation because everybody's gassing up to go see their relatives today. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's not too, too good looking there at the pump, right? No, it's not. And, I mean, you heard so many stories this past week about, like, you can't buy turkey this year. It's too expensive. So we're going to have lasagna instead. I don't know, Bob. I, no, I, can't I don't have... think so. <laughs> <laughs> no lasagna over turkey. That's important. But I think what's really important here, and you're starting to see this in your portfolios, is this is why we don't like bond funds, right? Because as rates go up, bond prices go down. And if you don't own those bonds, you're in a bond fund, you may not get your money back. Um, and the other one, Bob, perplexes me every week is we are seeing inflationary pressure, but gold's going nowhere. Those gold <laughs> commercials lied to us again, again and again. It's still not going up. Well, Rod, you don't understand. Gold's been replaced by the new inflation hedge, cryptocurrency. Right? I mean... <laughs> The problem with crypto is it's not even shiny and you can't even buy it as a gift for your spouse or for your <laughs> wife. You know, so it's, you know, I don't understand what's going on with crypto, but it's actually starting to go down now because the real focus and everybody's focus uh, is on inflation. Because what happens is when everybody's thinking about inflation, we start to expect it. So as a worker, I expect to get paid more. Right. As an employer, I'm like, OK, I've got to combat this. So I'm going to start raising my prices. I'm going to preempt this inflationary spiral that's coming in yeah it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy when you start to expect those higher prices so it makes it easier for companies to raise their prices but again this is why it's so important because we didn't have this problem the last decade right we had almost like a disinflationary environment when interest rates went down the dollar was strong so imports were really really cheap but those those opposite dynamics we have going on right now especially if you're getting close to retirement if you're retired now like most of our clients the biggest thing you need to combat is the fact that prices are going to go a lot higher. Your cost of living is going to go up exponentially here. So you can't have, you know, we've kind of pound the table about this, the same portfolio that you had the last 10 years. It's not going to work. And we're already seeing that. I agree with everything you say, Rye, except for it's not just the last 10 years. How about the last 40 years? Last 40 years, inflation has been low. Interest rates have been low. And, you know, you've had the same portfolio. It's worked really, really well. Well, now you've got an inflationary spiral that's starting to bite. Um, and, you know, I saw an interesting statistic this week. People are actually selling commodities to put money in bond funds. I mean, you couldn't <laughs> be more wrong, right? I know it takes a while to readjust your thinking when you're in a new environment. But right now, the only way to hedge against inflation is to have something in hard assets like real estate, like commodities, and believe it or not, stocks, because stocks are represented by real assets, right? Well, you know, look, Bob, we're from Philadelphia. We have to keep it simple. It's a real simple concept, right? It's like if companies are raising their prices, that means companies are making more money. And if you own those companies, you get those profits as well in the form of a dividend. And, and you know, we went back and we looked at inflation historically over the last 45 years. 
And the funny thing is, Bob, gold was actually a very good inflation hedge in the 70s. But then take the next decade during the 80s, gold was a terrible inflation hedge. Take the 90s, gold was a horrible inflation hedge. Take the early aughts, gold again was a terrible inflation hedge. Whereas on the flip side, stocks did phenomenal over all those periods. Yeah, actually, they had double-digit returns yearly, right, over that period because they're able to increase their earnings, increase their profit margins. And the way you benefit is through dividends, right? Global dividends are having their best quarter ever right now, up 19.5% year over year. So if dividends are going up, that means the company are able to pay them, right? I mean, you can really kind of fudge on your earnings right you can say well i you know i expensed this i sold that um but you know you can't fake a dividend check it clears so and when dividends are going up that's why you're able to hedge against this inflationary spiral make sure you've got a well diversified portfolio in hard assets and dividend paying stocks well right this, here's the practicality of that right because the one thing that we do for i'd say like the 50 or so portfolios we look at a month we probably look at more portfolios than probably any other firm in the country is when we look at your portfolios right now and you're building that income plan, because look, you know, the last 10 years is not that wealth accumulation portfolio, right? Where you're hoping the market goes up every year. And if you get hit hard in the markets, well, no big deal. You have time to make it up. When you're in that financial red zone, you don't have time to make it up. You've got to start focusing on income and most importantly, increasing income because your costs are going to go up over time because of inflation. And as you and I know, Bob, we talk about this a lot. But annuities, that fixed income stream every year, doesn't solve that problem because it's the same amount of money every year. Your expenses are going higher. The math doesn't work. The expenses didn't go up a little bit, Rye. They went up 6.2% year over year. That's a huge increase. Um, And you're feeling it everywhere you go, whether you're at the supermarket or at the gas pump. But the key is, is you want to have a strategy that evolves with the way things are evolving right now. You can't maintain the status quo. You can't have that portfolio of the last 10 or 40 years, right? <laughs> you need the portfolio of now, and now is different. And that's what I love about our industry is our industry is so lazy, Bob, that <laughs> typically what happens is you go to one of these big financial institutions, and they put that portfolio in place. They run a risk tolerance test when you first go in there, and they put you into a strategy, and they never adjust it. It's like you got a physical 20 years ago, and we're saying, you're good, Bob. You're good. It's 20 years later. Maybe your health has changed a little bit. Or maybe your financial situation has changed a little bit and no one addresses it. Yeah, I met with a new client this week, right? And I said, here's the problem. You met with this big wirehouse bank firm, you know, (laughs) 20 years ago. I call this portfolio the day the earth stood still. They haven't done one thing to change it. And if you have have portfolios right now where you have an advisor or two or three advisors and they haven't made any changes, they haven't talked to you about it, they're not reinvesting your portfolio into hard assets or hedge against inflation, you know what? It's time for you to make a change. The earth is not standing still. We're moving forward, and we're moving into a higher inflation, higher interest rate environment. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I need a plan like this. I've got to address my income plan for retirement. I've got to make sure I'm protected, given the fact the dynamics have changed dramatically. Well, here's your shot to do it. We literally have 10 slots. We do this every week. If you have over $750,000 saved for retirement, Bob and I will run our now famous Total Financial Master Plan, and we'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. There's no other financial services firm that will do this work up front. We look at everything. Since your holdings, we're literally going to build your own personalized financial portal, and we're just going to hone in on every single financial issue you have. We're going to do that income plan. We're going to look at how do you combat inflation. We're going to put together an income plan that figures out how you don't run out of money in retirement, optimize for Social Security, any pensions that you have. We're going to do a deep dive of every investment you have, look at your diversification, the market sell off tomorrow. Are you protected? What risk do you have that you don't see? If you're sitting in cash, 
earning nothing. Paralysis by analysis, we're going to put together a full investment plan to show you how to grow your money, but most importantly, protect it and look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you products with fees and taxes. We're going to show you how to reduce the cost on your portfolio, optimize as taxes are probably going higher to save on taxes, then tie it all together in one total financial master plan to make sure you're on track to get from point A to point B with the least amount of risk and the highest odds of success. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over 750000 for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will create for you your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation, there's no cost, but you won't have a plan if you don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692 or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, you know, something that's on my mind today, you know, as at our firm here, Payne Capital Management, you and I are the co-founders. Um, we you know, literally have about over a thousand families. We run financial plans for every year and probably do about 50 financial reviews a month. Right. The volume we do is pretty, it's pretty high. And, you know, the one thing I found is a lot of you are great savers. Right. You put money away systematically throughout your career. You've got a nice nest egg. But the problem is. There's a lot of issues with what you're actually doing with your savings. So I thought we could talk today about some of the problems that we find you encounter even when you're a diligent saver when it comes to your money. You know, Rob, we've had a lot of stimulus, both from the government, both from you know the central banks around the globe. And one of the reasons why we have inflation is too much cash chasing too few goods. Right. But, you know, the thing, and, that's the way, and that's the way it works. But what we want to be certain is you don't have too much cash in your account. We meet so many of you that... I've been sitting waiting for the flag to wave or the bell to ring or for somebody to tell you, now's the right time to get invested, you know, get my feet wet. You know, you know, Rye, I taught you how to surf when you were a young guy. And, uh, you know, the number one rule was if you want to catch the wave, you got to get in the water. you got to be in the water, right? And I think that is one of the biggest misconceptions right now that I don't like is I hear, well, cash is a position. You can count cash as a position. I disagree with that because cash earns nothing. Right. And we talk about this at inflation right now heightened at 6%. You're guaranteed to lose 6% of your money sitting in cash. Now, I think you should have a savings account, right? We always say good rule of thumb is have six months worth of expenses. But outside of that, like having your money sitting in cash is the worst thing you can do from an investment perspective because you're not compounding your money, which is the secret sauce of investing. You know, Ryan, I'm sitting here thinking that uh, if I borrowed a million dollars from you today and I paid you back in 10 years, I'd only have to give you a half a million back because, you know, cash is going to drop in half in value. That's a buzzkill. Boy, that's a horrible way, you know, have your money invested. It's not an investment. It's a guaranteed loss. Well, I think there's this feeling right now, like all of a sudden this next shoe is going to drop, right? We're at some point here, the party's just going to stop. We're going to see a big crash like we did back when we had the great financial crisis. And the reality of it is, First off, we have no idea when that's going to happen. Secondly, that's why you get diversified. If you have a portfolio that you own a lot of different investments, so if you own bonds, which you own outright, not bond funds, we don't like bond funds, you can build protection in your portfolio. But the key is every asset should be working for you, right? If you look at our portfolios over the last 20 years or so, Bob, it, you know most of your return comes from income. 
And that's what you have to be thinking about is generating income, not the market's going to go up or down and I'm going to sit in cash and wait for the market to go down. That's a fool's earn. It doesn't work over time. Well, here's the thing. You know, since we're talking to clients every day, we're talking to new potential investors every day, been doing it now, you know, combined for close to 75 years. You know, right? We know what you're thinking right now. And every one of you are thinking the same thing. Is it time to get out? Is it time to get on the sidelines? You know, oh, my God, this run has got to be over very soon, right? No, that's not the way to think. The way to think is, hey, we're in a big, booming bull market, and you have to know what you own and know why you own it. So not everything should be going up at the same time. That's what diversification is about, right? Right? It's making sure that you have your portfolio diversified, and meanwhile, every day you're earning interest and dividends. See, that's the amazing thing about a portfolio. You get paid every day. Yeah. Not, not in cash. Not at one basis point. <laughs> yeah, right. Earning cash, almost like a negative yield in cash right now. But that's you know that's a good point because I hear this a lot too. Like, oh, it's not good to own bonds anymore. You can't own stocks anymore. They're overvalued. No, you own everything at all times. That's the key. It's like the, con- the concept here is like the all-weather portfolio. No matter what happens, you have something in your portfolio will work, right? If we think we're going to have higher inflation, great. Have inflation hedges in your portfolio, whether that's dividend-paying stocks, real estate, commodities. If we think the market's going to crash, great. Have a bond portfolio that's institutionally managed and that comes due. Just have everything covered, your basis covered. In the meantime, though, your whole portfolio is reeling off a ton of income that you can live off of or either compound to grow your wealth over time. That's the key to good investing, and it's about managing that risk. Well, it's just about managing that risk, right? It's managing your emotions, right? We have a lot of scarcity right now in terms of, There are people who made a ton of money in something called an NFT or a cryptocurrency or what's that, Shinu Inu or some some crazy new (laughs) currency. currency, You you tend to get a little jealous and you're thinking, wow, I want a piece of that action. You know, there's no reason to take outside risk, right? You know, risk is already inherent in every investment. and All that is is volatility. I mean, look at your home. Your home goes up and down in value every day. Can you imagine if you saw it on a ticker tape on <laughs> CNN every day, you would go crazy. You go right? you, yeah. Yeah. If, if you could see the price of your home every day on the television, I guarantee you no one would own a home. You'd only rent. Well, that's the other side of the spectrum is, right, if you're not seeing too much cash, what we're seeing right now is you're taking too much risk. And, again, we call that that, that cocktail party portfolio where <laughs> everybody's telling you about their winners, just like Atlantic City. I always hear about how much money people have made at the blackjack table. But wait a second. Can they really be making all that money if they built those, you know, $100 million casinos? I don't know about that. So I think I think the point here is you know, you've got to ignore that noise as well. You can't be seduced by that siren song right now because risk is definitely heightened right now. There's parts of the market, cryptocurrencies that are in some sort of bubble. So you've got to balance that out. So it's like you don't want to have too much in cash being too conservative. But you can't be too risky either. You've got to find that right balance that's predicated on your goals, and most people don't invest money that way. Well, Ryan, since you're talking about risk, I'll have to talk about my favorite topic where you take something like fixed income and you turn around and you unfix it by putting it in a bond fund. I mean, the dumbest thing you could possibly do. You know, you take something that has a very simple strategy. Pays you interest, incomes due, interest rates go up or down, you get to reinvest it again. You know, how simple can that be? No, the industry wants to make more money. So the, you know, Wall Street and the investment banks, they create these bond funds with these sexy sounding names, high yield, you know, <laughs> more return, you know, and, and what happens is when interest rates go down or interest rates go up, the price goes down. It's like a seesaw, right? Like That's you took right. Your, took your son to the, to the park and then and get on a seesaw. And right now, rates are going to go higher. As rates go up, your bond fund's going down. Look at your statement. That's why. 
Get out of those things. Well, you got to know what you own right now. I think that's the key because these bond funds, a lot of times, inherently, they own junk within the portfolio, but you don't see it because you just see that you own this fund. And when you give a name like high yield, that sounds very positive. But junk bonds doesn't sound positive, and that's probably what you own. Which leads me, Dad, to the last item we see all the time right now is you're not taking advantage of all the tax strategies you can be utilizing before the end of the year, right? Look, the government has literally printed trillions of dollars. Taxes are probably going up, and there's so many strategies, whether it's converting some money right now into a Roth IRA where it's tax-free for life, owning tax-free bonds. There's so many things you can do to optimize for taxes, and money saved in taxes just as green as any money you can make invested, as you and I know. Well, first of all, Ryan, if you're paying a lot of taxes right now, you can anticipate paying more, which kind of stinks. Um, but you know what? Don't pay more than you have to. You know, if you own mutual funds, right, first of all, no mutual fund manager can outperform the market. It's been proven. It's it's documented. So why have a mutual fund? Because what they do is they trade your portfolio trying to beat the market, which they can't do. And what happens? Guess what? Next month, you're going to be getting tax bills to pay taxes on your portfolio, and you still own the same investment. You know, don't own mutual funds. Yeah, and again, this is why we've got to look at your portfolio. Wall Street loves to sell you products with high fees and high taxes. They're specialists at it. (laughs) And if you're thinking to yourself right now, look, we have six slots left. If you'd like to get a full review and just analyze everything you own, get on top of it, see what those underlying risks are, here's your shot to do it. If you call or text right now at 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692. You've saved over $750,000 for retirement. We'll run our total financial master plan where we do a deep dive of everything. There's not another firm that's willing to do this work up front. You send us your holdings through a security email server. We're going to build you your own personalized financial portal and just hone in on every issue you have. We're going to look at every investment, every mutual fund, bond fund, look at the fees you're paying, show you how to reduce them, reduce the risk, optimize for taxes, put together that full income plan so you don't run out of money in retirement, factoring in that insidious hidden tax inflation we're going to look at it all, show you how to optimize Social Security, and we're going to show you exactly where those hidden risks are in your portfolio. And if you're sitting with way too much cash, earning nothing, we're going to show you how to grow your money, but protect it over time. Don't waste time. We literally have seven slots left. Give us a call or text at 844-752-6692. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Stay tuned. We've got more, more money. Coming your way. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. It's Steve Moore here. You're listening to More Money. Thanks again for sharing some of your beautiful Saturday afternoon uh, with me to talk about your money and more money and how to make more money. By the way, uh, a good way to do that is to uh, is to call in and get one of those free consultations with my good friends, uh, Bob uh, and Ryan Payne. Uh, and I'm going to give that number out one more time, 844-752-6692, 844-752-6692, or 844-PLAN-NYC. And uh, call them and you can get a free consultation so you can make more money as well. Okay, so... Um, I want to take your calls now. Uh, the number for the 800 number, the more money hotline, is 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. We've been talking about all of the problems in this horrific 3 to $4 trillion, what I call the Gubzilla bill. 
a massive spending bill that will send our debt through the roof, that will raise our taxes to the highest levels in the industrialized world, that will hurt American energy security, that will provide massive new welfare benefits without any work requirements, and that will double the size of the IRS. Folks, are you for that? That's what I want to under. I, I want to hear from people who are for that because I think it's the worst thing that could ever happen to our country. We are predicated on an idea of free enterprise and limited government. I don't want the government in my living room. I don't want my government in the bedroom. I don't want government in the boardroom. I want to be free of government meddling. Now, of course, we need laws. Of course, we need police. Of course, we need, you know, uh, ways to make sure that uh, everyone's playing by the rules. But this idea that the government is going to be right in your face every day, I have a big problem with that, folks. I think it is a dangerous thing. I think America is not predicated on socialism, big government socialism, which is what this bill is. America is predicated on the idea of individual freedom. And we don't need the government involved in more and more of our lifetime. Now, I'm going to give you one statistic to indicate how dangerous this bill is. We have just been, done a study at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity that finds that if this bill were to pass in the next over the course of the next 10 to 20 to 30 years, our government sector will be larger than our private sector. So we will be 52% government and 48% private sector. That means the entire government is going to be larger than the entire output of every private business and every private uh, worker in America. I have a problem with that. I'm sorry. I think that's outrageous. We're, what, do we really want to go the way of France and Italy and Spain and Sweden and these other countries that have these massive governments uh, that, have, that are in even more bankrupt shape than we are? Do we want to make America more look, look more like, uh, you know, the bankrupt uh, New York State or New Jersey or, you know, California? I'm from Illinois. That's a blue state with high taxes, high government spending. Everybody's leaving Illinois. It's terrible. I think, you know, I know I'm a little partisan here. I think Chicago is one of the greatest cities in America. People are leaving Chicago. There's just a new study out that blacks are now leaving Chicago in record numbers because the schools stink. The taxes are too high and the streets are unsafe. Same thing in, in, you know, in New Jersey, same things in New York City, same things in Newark, same thing in Cleveland, same things in Milwaukee, same thing in Los Angeles. Did you see now they're not arresting people in California for petty crimes like um, like shoplifting? So guess what? Everybody's going into the, the Walgreens and the uh, and the WalMarts, and they're going into the uh, to the grocery stores, and they're just stealing whatever they want, and nobody's prosecuting them. So guess what? That just encourages more of this. I, I think the things are out of control right now. We've got to control our crime. We've got to get our taxes down. Less government, not more government. But I want to hear from you folks. So that number, one more time, 800-848-9222. 800 uh, We're going to take your uh, calls in two minutes. But before we take our last break, I want to mention one other statistic, and I wonder if this bothers you. So and I, let's take uh, the average child that's born today, or a child that's less than five years old. In 30 years, if we stay on this course that we are on, that child will pay almost $500,000, $500,000 in just to pay off the debt that we are incurring now as a nation. 
500,000. Is that what is, is that the legacy we want to leave our children and grandchildren? This massive mountain of debt. Uh, We've got to start paying our bills. We've got to start limiting what government does. And we've got to get rid of the waste, the waste in our government in Washington. It's epic, folks. I live in the swamp. I live in Washington, D.C. I see the wasteful agencies. I estimate 30 to 35 cents of every dollar that's spent in Washington is wasted. I wonder if you agree with that. If you want to, if you want to weigh in on that, I want to hear from you as well. Remember that that number, 800-848-9222. We still have two lines open, so please call in, weigh in. I don't care if you agree with me. If you disagree with me, I want to hear from you. I want to hear all points of view. We'll be right back with your questions. You're listening to More Money on WABC. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Hi, folks. It's Steve Moore. Thanks again for joining More Money. We're with you every Saturday at 1 p.m. And then also at Sunday on Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. So please, please uh, continue to uh, to listen to our show. It's the highlight of my week, and I'm, I'm really honored to have uh, the ability to uh, to have this conversation with you every uh, Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Uh, so we, I'm so pleased we've got the, the, the switchboard is lighting up. My producer tells me of one line open. I'm asking you all, folks, do you agree or disagree with this idea of spending another $3 trillion do you think this is going to make America more prosperous? I sure don't, but I want to hear from our first caller, John in Bergen County. John, thanks for calling in. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. What do you got for us? Happy Thanksgiving, Mr. Moore. Appreciate the taking your time. Uh, quickly, I wanted to say in 94, when they reformed welfare, they uh, deducted that 66 cents out of every dollar went to the bureaucracy and only a dollar made That's it right. to the yep. actual recipients. Yes. So I That's think right. 35 cents on a dollar is a little short. The other more important point is. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. 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 Because uh, that's an important point you just made, John. I want to make sure people understand this. Say it again. Sixty-five cents out of each dollar for welfare okay, every, went to bureaucracy. Every three dollars that were spent as welfare as of '94, um, two of the three dollars actually went to the bureaucracy, and only one dollar made it to the actual um, citizens that needed it. So in this, in that case, you've got almost two thirds of the dollar that are wasted. I'm estimating uh, throughout the entire government about one out of every three dollars is wasted so you think it's maybe even higher than that i think it's close to 50 percent these days wow wow all right what else anything else john yeah sure so um in this new bill there's 88,000 irs agents i don't think people realize that the entire federal law enforcement um total is 95,000. They're going to double the enforcement agency of the, of the federal government, which really means they're going to double the enforcement agency of the Democratic Party weaponized against their enemies. And it's terrifying. I call, hold it, John, it's a great call. Thank you so much for the call. I could not agree more. Uh, that's why I love taking your guys' calls, because you guys have so much wisdom. But this is exactly right. So we're going to hire um, all of these new IRS agents. But at the same time, the left wants to shut down police police who keep us safe, uh, they, they want to hire more IRS agents so they can, they can um, you know, go into every one of your financial transactions. Isn't there anything called financial privacy in this country? I am a law-abiding citizen. I don't cheat on my taxes. In fact, I pay, overpaid my taxes last year, but I don't want the government going through knowing how I spend every penny I have. I don't want it. I don't, I don't think it's the way it should be in America. Okay, we got another John calling in. John, 
Uh, I think this John is from New York City. Okay, we've got a caller from Boston. Yes, sir. Uh, Frank from Boston. I, Hi, Frank. I obviously agree. I obviously agree with you. But what I worry about is, first of all, Trump is near eighty, and he has he'll have all his enemies go against him again if he runs. I haven't seen that DeSantis or Scott yet have become a national leader to to contest against Trump to be president. I, okay, I uh, Frank, 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 Frank. Let me ask you this question. Do you are you are you a Republican or a Democrat, Frank? Oh, a Republican. And do you want to see as a Republican? Do you want to see Donald Trump front run for office again? No, absolutely. You do not. not. I, okay, I why think, not? Why not? Well, two two reasons. Number one, he he'll be close to eighty when he when he runs again. Okay. Because yeah, but he's a young eighty. I know the guy. He's very young. But okay, well, what's your yes, second? Yes, I know, but. A I lot know. Of, a okay. lot of 80s uh, don't make it. I know. And all right. Second, What's your second reason you don't want him to run? All of the all of the enemies from now will will make it personal on yeah. him. They'll yeah. come back again. What about Frank, the okay? Just, one last answer? one last question for you, Frank, and then we got to jump to our next caller. Are you in favor sure. or against this three trillion dollars spending bill? Oh, obviously against it. Yeah. Why? I, I have a business. Of course, I'm against. Yeah. It. Yeah. Okay, Frank, great call. Thank you for calling. And I love it that we're getting callers from Boston. How awesome is that? This is the, one of the best radio stations in the country. We go all the way from Maine all the way down to, we get calls from Georgia sometimes. So this is fantastic. Okay, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Andrew from Florida. Wow. Hello. Uh, how are you, sir? Thank you for taking the call. Thank you. Uh, Yes, uh, I'm like I'm for Larry Kudlow, kill the bill, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, Larry and I are. Do you know? Do you know uh, that Larry Kudlow is the best man in my wedding? So he's one of my best friends in the world, and sure. and Larry's sure. got it exactly right. Kill the bill. What What do you What do you think is the most dangerous thing about this bill? Well, one question I wanted to ask is, uh, in yeah. its current iteration, uh, is this bill still having included in it? The uh, uh, the death tax. In other words, if, if yes. a mom or grandma dies, uh, do you have to pay the you know the forty uh, percent taxes on the house uh, that would uh, yeah. could, could fall to you? Okay, great, great question. Thank you so much for calling in. It's great. Now we have callers from all the way south of Florida. How cool is that? Okay, so my my answer to that is right now. Originally, the uh, the left wanted to uh, have a new tax. Uh, on capital gains. So if you died with assets, even if you had not sold them, you would have to pay a, a tax at death, let's say on a stock or a farm or a ranch, even if you didn't sell it. So you would have literally had people selling the, the farm to pay the taxes, which I thought was outrageous. But thanks to people like you, we had, we raised holy hell about that. And the Democrats in the latest version of this bill have, have backed off of that idea because Americans, if they're, I don't care if you're a liberal or conservative, everybody thinks that's outrageous to tax people on unrealized capital gains. But we still have a 40% debt tax in this country, folks. And that means, you know, eventually 40% of everything you want to leave to your children and grandchildren. And that's the American dream is to be able to leave your wealth to, to your kids. That's why people build up family businesses businesses, um, those would be taxed. And I think we should get rid of, I think the debt tax personally is the most outrageous, unfair tax of all. Uh, as uh, my friend Steve Forbes used to say, we should have taxation without, 
without respiration. And, uh, you know, there should be no taxation without respiration. He's right about that. If you spend your whole life building up a business and paying your taxes and doing the right things and paying property taxes and gas taxes and sales taxes and income taxes and this tax and that tax, and then they tax you when you die. I, I'm sorry. I think that's anti-American. I think we got time for one or two more quick ones. We got to go quickly. Uh, who, do, who do we have next, Mr. Producer? Tony from Morris County. Yeah, Steve, my question is, and it, is, uh, it may be through my ignorance, but it just seems like Joe Manchin should uh, recuse himself from voting on this bill in whatever form it has. If that billion dollars towards his wife's appellation, whatever. Uh, oh, the regional commission. This is, that's a great point. You know, I, I think that's a really interesting point you make. She is on the board of the Appalachian Regional Commission. She is um, she is uh, uh, she has a, a bias. Right. She has a conflict of interest. And I think your point, which is well taken, is that the senator has a conflict of interest. I mean, look, if you were on a jury or something like that and you had that kind of conflict of interest, you are so right, sir. You would have to recuse yourself and you would have to uh, you would have to say, look, I cannot take a position on this because I have a conflict of interest. Great point. OK, we have time for one more caller. Mr. Producer, who, who is that? Rich from New Jersey, we've got about a minute and a half left. Rich, thanks for uh, holding on and thanks for listening. What do you got for us? Okay, I'm against uh, the passing of the bill. It's called, I call Yay. it the Biden bumbling bubble. And yep. uh, first of all, we don't even know what's in it. So why pass it? Right. We don't know, which makes no sense to me. It's, uh, but by the way, Rich, do you know how many pages that bill is? Oh, my God, it's crazy. I mean, it's we 2000. I'm going to answer my Rich, there's 2,492 pages in that bill. Now, Rich, I'm going to ask you a question. How many members of Congress do you think have read that bill? Zero. Zero, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's outrageous. I they mean, how they can they care. vote on a bill that they don't know what's in the bill? And incidentally, they don't know what it's going to cost. Most of them haven't read it. You are so right. It, it, Rich, it's a great point. I mean, why in the world? Uh, this is no way for a first world country, the greatest country in the world, to pass laws and, and spend $3 trillion when nobody knows what's in the bill. No one has any idea, you know, how, uh, how we're going to pay for all of this spending. It is, it is outrageous. Rich, great call. I'm up against a heartbreak. I want to just thank everyone again for listening to more money. I want to tell you we are with you every Saturday at 1 p.m. and every Sunday at 4 p.m. Love taking your calls. Great calls today, folks. We'll take your calls again next week. This is More Money. I'm economist Steve Moore, and I hope you all had a great, great, and are still having a great Thanksgiving weekend. And I will be with you next Sunday. Signing off. This is more money. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com.